what do you know? We're back for another week. Uh, we're at week 28 now. Um, obviously, from the blue corner, my name is Dennis. Uh, for those that continue to support the channel, thank you. For those that are new to the channel, just make sure you click subscribe, like, share, all that good stuff. Um, this week's a little bit different. We haven't done one of these ones before. Um, uh, on, on, on multiple accounts, uh, first and foremost is we're talking to someone who's currently stuck in quarantine and they uh, put a call out to all podcasts last week and I found it fitting that uh, he took his last fight, I believe, from the red corner. So I thought, you know, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll answer that. I'll answer that call out. Um, obviously, coming from the blue corner, I'll, I'll uh, you know... <laughs> Find ways to fill up your time while you're stuck in quarantine. The other reason it's it's new for us is um, is that uh, we're dealing with one FC this week. We've done Bellator, we've done the UFC. Uh, it, it it's really good to 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 have someone on from one FC. Um, and on that, I probably should let everyone know who it is. Uh, he went, uh, I believe, seven and zero. Um, on the national circuit uh, before signing with One FC, um, then he obviously went across to Singapore. He dropped his uh, first debut, uh, which was, I believe, your first professional loss. Um, but he's also just come back from um, recovering from that loss with his first One FC win, and now he's stuck in quarantine. I am talking about none other, Antonio. Caruso, I wish I could do the same kind of intro as they do with the One FC, but I I just don't have that energy. Um, how have yeah. you been? How how have you been? And how is um yeah how has quarantine been treating you? I was I was gonna say I pulled that out quickly because it's on the show. See, I'm coming out of the red corner, so I just wanted to make sure everyone, you know, you're the blue collar on the red corner. Um, now I've been all right, man. Um, it's it's been a pretty much how you just said it. Is essentially the roller coaster of emotions I've been on in the last, yeah, I guess, you know, especially 12 months, let alone the last, you know, three months of, you know, literally, you know, preparing for a fight in Florida to being taken to Singapore to be locked down and, you know, only allowed out for training to winning the biggest fight of my life to being locked in a, in a room back home. And yeah, it's, it's been a very crazy, um, it's almost like a movie like. Uh, feeling in the last, you know, I guess three months, it's been a bit, a uh, bit crazy. So yeah, very, very big roller coaster of emotions lately. So obviously, you you fought in Singapore, but uh, as you just mentioned, you you train in Florida, and obviously the school of hard knocks, as I'd like to call it, or hard knocks three six five, <laughs> under Henry Hoof. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was that into? Like, do you do your full camps over there, or is it just a partial camp? How how does that all all? Now, I, I do my um, – well, it's, it's actually – so it was originally Hard Knocks when I first joined, but now we've changed to Sanford MMA. We're now under a new um, uh, title in Sanford MMA. Um, but, yeah, my, my majority of my camp is, is there because, you know, what, I come from Adelaide and it, in terms of the ability to, to be able to compete with the guys that I'm competing against, no offence, I'm not, I'm not going to find it in, in Adelaide, you know, and it's very hard to even find it in Australia in general. Like, you know, oh, I think to myself, I'd rather reach out to me, which I think is the best gym in the world in Sanford and May, and, and I'm lucky enough to be a part of the team. So I take as much time as I can for a camp there. Personally, I would like to live there. I was planning on moving there in April, but obviously when this whole situation came about, I had to move home, and now it's very hard to... To make any sorts of moves internationally so 
Um, yeah, I, I do majority of my camp in Stanford MMA. Uh, or, you know, I believe that they're going to get the best out of me. And when you say, I mean, obviously Adelaide is a little different because, you know, it is the city of churches as, as they like to proclaim themselves. It's, you know, um, for people yeah. that... From people that aren't from Australia, like obviously it is it is a little bit of a quieter city. I mean, it, it's not a country town, but it when it comes to the major cities, it's one of the small smaller <laughs> ones, right? It's close. Um, it's, so yeah. I can totally understand you saying you're not getting that. Um, but obviously on a national side, what what is it that that is so different over there? Is, is it the 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 coaching or is it the lack of sparring partners for you? Um, when I say that, I, I, I don't want people to think that I think that all of Australia doesn't have like this. Like we've got Robbie, we've got Robbie Whitaker, like we've got a world champion for me, one of the best guys. In we the also world got Alex coming out of our country. Yeah, you know, we, exactly. Sorry, yeah, sorry. I, you know, I'm not as well versed as you. I, I guess in terms of this stuff. But yeah, we got Alex. So clearly, we have the ability to, to create world champions. There, there is a clear ability to do so. There's clearly camps that can do so, but. For me, it was like I see this life as not only a, a job and a business, but I see it as a journey. And I'm like, look, personally, like I think it makes a cooler story to go to Florida to, to train. For me, and that works out that, like I said, I really believe that in terms of a gym, like, yeah, Robbie's team's probably really good. But you're talking, we got 40 guys on the mats at once who are like 70% of that, that 40 guys are signed to the highest promotions in the world, Bellator. Um, uh, UFC and one championship, let alone some guys who are from glory and whatnot. So for me, it's about the, the journey, which I'd rather spend my time in Florida because I think it's an, an amazing spot in the world. And two, yeah, I just I really believe that the team is the best team in the world. So I chose yeah, to take my journey there. But I, I know for a fact, yeah, like you said, Alex and and guys like um, Robbie, and, and uh, I'm sure there's probably a lot more names out there that I've like Mark Hunt. There's a lot of good teams out there, but yeah, I just chose to take my journey to florida no without a doubt i mean and also new zealand's got city kickboxing now with izzy and you know like yeah. all, all of that yeah. but like look I, I i totally agree with you and i've always um said that the one thing i noticed that's different between australia and and say the states is for me it wasn't the coaching methods i mean a little bit the coaching methods because i say like our wrestling isn't up to par when it comes like Jiu-Jitsu, I think we're up to par. Striking, I think we've got some of the better strikers or the better striking coaches. Our wrestling lacks a little yeah. bit. Um, but I always said it's having the training partners, right? And and <laughs> and what it is there is like, you know, you'll have, say, like uh, uh, someone trained, they'll fight. Then they're going to sit out for a little while because they've just had a fight. And then the rest of the team are going like, oh, but we need you on yeah. the mats because we need sparring partners. Yeah, yeah. You know, where you go to some of these mega gyms, as you say, you've got 40 people on the mats and they're all killers, yeah. right? They're all killers. So, look, uh, I, I understand where you're coming from there. I just wanted to get your perspective on it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with what you said. It's a really good point, I guess, that that, that, that I can add to it. Is, yeah, like you said, like you're going to have maybe your two best guys fight on the same show and then if you're fighting three weeks after, you're like, oh, you know what I mean? you got to understand, like, man, so, like sometimes they're like, I've got to take some time off or broke my foot. And it, it is. I didn't even think of it in that term, but that's a great point. And that's what makes our team so strong is you constantly got guys fighting. So there's just always a constant rotation of people that are on the mat who are hungry. Where, like you said, if you got five guys at your team, two of them fight, now you're missing your two, your two, you know, perhaps favorite training partners. It will make a difference in your performance, I believe. So, so that's a good point. 
But um, does it also affect you at the moment? Like, obviously, you're talking about you wanting to move over there. But at the moment, having to do that extra journey, because, you know, like they always talk about when you're fighting overseas, you've got to yeah. deal with jet lag, right? So do you, do you mm-hmm. find it affects you to have to go from here all the way over there and you're not fighting over there? Then you've got to go all the way back to Singapore, right? Um, like, yeah. like how do, you, how do you deal with that? Like, do you have to give yourself... Um, I guess some extra time, or how how does that all work? I, I'm 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 currently in the learning stages of that. I know that sounds crazy, but I actually am. Like my first fight, granted, the guy beat me, and I I, 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 I take no no uh, what's the word? Um, I make no excuses for what happened on that day. But like I I literally flew from America to Australia two days later, flew to Indonesia, you know, fought a couple of days later while cutting weight. And let me just tell you, it's about three minutes into that first round. I was like, oh, man, that was the biggest mistake of my life. Like, I am so tired. Like, I'm gassed, man. I can barely lift my arms up on, like, don't get me wrong, the event, the fighter himself was a good fight. But, you know, like, I know, like, that was a bad, bad choice. And for me, being a kid from Adelaide, there's no one teaching me these little finer points on how to, you know, about jet lag and about, you know, these, you know, these, the mega points that make guys like Volkanovski and, and make guys like Robbie Whitaker that make them world champions for a reason because they're getting everything perfect. I'm making these decisions and I'm making these errors and also the, the correct choices on the fly. Like, I know it sounds crazy, but I'm literally learning on the tools. That's how I, I, I put it. You know, not I don't have someone guiding me through this. So, I, in a way, in Adelaide, I'm a bit of, you know, without trying to pump my own tires, a bit of a pioneer. And when you're a pioneer, you have to sort of make mistakes. And sometimes they're dumb, easy mistakes. But you don't know until you do it sometimes. So that's where I'm at at the moment. And, yeah, with the jet lag thing, like, my, like I said, my last fight, I, I did that, all that flying, and I think it really affected my performance. But this time, we flew directly to, to the event from America. And, uh, and and from there, man, I, I felt so much better. I felt great. I felt adjusted to the time and, and ready to go. And it showed in my performance. And I will say that, like, going back to your first fight, like, look, we'll talk about that one first anyway, is – when when I saw that, I mean, you you came out guns a blazing. Um, yeah, I felt the first round was clearly yours, um, and I but I did feel about halfway through the second round, you could see that the gas tank was starting to wear thin, right? Yeah. And 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 mm-hmm. you know it, and I was wondering if it was just the moment. Like obviously, we always talk about adrenaline dumps. I mean, you've obviously been well versed in the sense that you've had your seven pro fights before that, so I. I but I just thought, okay, it's a bigger stage now. Like maybe, you know, the moment got to you there as well with the adrenaline dump. I don't know. Um, I did notice that halfway through uh, that second round, you you kind of, your gas started to wear a little. Um, and then yeah. he obviously caught you with that one knee um, yeah. where, where you kind of st- stumbled back, right? Uh, once again, and I, I feel like he, he, he got you pretty cleanly. Um, and whether that's to do also with, with the fatigue kicking in, um, I mean, you, you'd probably be able to tell you, tell us a little bit better about that. Um, you know, that second round, what was it? Was it the gas that was really playing? Look, and, yeah. and, and, and with that knee, like, was it as clean as it looked? Because I know you kind of stumbled back a bit. Like, Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, um, uh, I think, like I said, and that's why I don't take anything away from him. He, he, he was the better fighter on the day. He won that fight. I didn't, I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, it was because of my gas tank. It was because of fatigue. He beat me. The guy beat me on the day. He came in with his plan. He had a job to do. I had a job to do. And I did, I feel that 
yeah, the, the fatigue and all that did add up to my gas tank dropping out like it did. But in saying that, he he done a great job. He, he kept he kept cool, he kept calm. It's not just about skills and knees on the day. Just keep that, you know, they're, 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 you know, like, you know, what's the word? Handle the pressure. Who can keep their heart rate down? It's it's a lot of things. It's not just you know kicking and punching inside that cage. There's a lot of factors going on, and he was able to keep himself cool. Um, like you said, I, I felt as well. I won the clearly won the first round, and he could have easily come out going, oh, "I'm gonna win the round back," but he stayed cool, he stayed calm, and he was able to find a, an opening and land with a big knee. And in saying that, yeah, that some of those. I think it was more the shots that the knees that caught me that rattled me a bit. But the one where I'm in the clinch and he's kneeing me up, a lot of people showing that like, how did you survive that? I was like, seriously, not one of those knees hurt one little bit. Like they're all hitting my arm, and I was like, no, these, no, these it, aren't hurting. Exactly, and it wasn't yeah. it wasn't the moment where he was throwing multiple knees. It was that one knee, and as I said, you kind of yeah. walk back and you kind of go, I go, he he. Yeah. It, it was that single knee. It wasn't the the one where he yeah. he threw multiple ones. It yeah. was that single one. I went, okay. I think you're a little. Uh, once again, I was like, "Is he rocked or is it fatigue?" I don't know, but you kind of started yeah. to stumble you back. You know what? In saying that, it's funny that you said that because I was sitting with Martin and Ang after this fight, and we're talking, and they're all laughing at me because they're like, "Man, the way you move, they're like, you move like you're drunk. Like it looks like you're constantly like you're drunk." And I was like, "Man, it is like I'm like the drunken monkey." You know, they talk about. I said, "I never learned it, but I watch my fights back, and I'm like, man, I'm like." I don't know, you just, when you, I'm in there, I just feel so loose. And that's why sometimes when I get hit, like, it's like I absorb it. I don't know, because I've, I've watched it back and I've seen that knee. And I'm like, man, I remember that knee hitting me and like, it didn't even hurt that much. But my reaction to the crowd and to the people out there is going to definitely come across like, wow, this, and, I'm, and honestly, I'm an honest guy. I'll tell you, like, when I shot in, he caught me with a knee and, and that rocked me big time. But that knee where I rocked back like that, I was more like you said, it was just like, man, I'm just, Tired, bro. You know, I mean, like, I just was just tired. Honestly, like, to be honest, like I said I can admit when someone hurt me. Like I said, those shots, hurt, like that third round knee that caught me when I got put on my back, that that knee hurt. But yeah, like that one where I looked like I was wobbling, I was like, man, I'm just tired. Like I just can't be asked. <laughs> and do you remember the emotions after that fight? Because as I said, like until that time, you were seven and zero, right? So like you were mm. on a good good stretch, and and then finally you get the call up on a world stage. Um, and then, obviously, copying your, your your first professional loss, so to speak. Do you remember the emotions yeah. after that? Yeah, look, man. Honestly, I it, it was actually probably like, you know, you know, I, I'm I come from the school of man, like we're going there to win, you know, wings everything, and you know, people say, oh, you lose or you learn. And I was always like, yeah, okay, like it's a good analogy, but whatever, you know what I mean. But honestly, man, like I learned so much from that fight, man. I believe it. It was going to be the defining moment in my career. That was the moment in my career where everything just sort of, okay, it makes sense. You know what I mean? Like everything you've been thinking, like, uh, it's a, okay, now it, it's true. And I learned, and, you know, I remember after the fight, I was that exhausted and I was that fatigued, like honestly, my body under so much stress going into that fight. Like, I said, with the flying, with the weight cutting. Man, like as soon as I came out of the cage, I, I walked out of the cage, I was talking to my brother, I had my arm around my brother, we're talking. And then I said, oh, man, I feel weird because I was strong. And, I just remember like, the whole body literally just switched off and for two hours, man, I couldn't move. I was literally just like a corpse. I could hear, I could see, but I could not move. Like, you know, like, they were talking to me like, are you all right? And I was just like, I could just be like, uh, like yeah. My whole entire body, just, like, it was all like, man, it's enough. You've, you've done, you've pushed us to the extreme. You've literally, that's why I say, like, without taking anything away from, from Peter, he beat me. Like, but I know my body was not there that day, man. Like, to be, I've never, even seen it like two hours man i was literally like a 
corpse. I could not move. So I was that I was that exhausted, and they took me to the hospital. And yeah, I, I laid in the bed, and and it hurt, man. It did, and I had I had thoughts like, oh, I'm, you know, that's me, you know, done. Look at me, man. Like, you know, I dominated in Australia, now I come over to the world team. I'm I'm not what it takes to be there, and uh, you know, stuff like that. Th- those sort of ideas come in your head, and you know, then after a while, you start going, you know, well, you watch the fight back, and. You know what I mean? You're like, okay, you know what I mean? Maybe there's some small things I can fix. And, you know, then you start to think, you know, I started to think like a man, no longer like a boy. That, to me, those ideas were boy thoughts. And I became a man. I said, you know what? It's like a job, man. Some days you go to work and you kick ass. Yeah, some days you go to work and you're like, man, I dominated today's day. It was sick. Like, I, you know, I walked in the secretary, thought I was good looking, you know. Everyone was complimenting on my head. You know, you have a day like that. You can't get it wrong. You're like, yeah. And then my day, yeah, I had the, I had seven of those days at work where everybody thinks you're the man. They're loving you. Oh, the spiny kicked ass, yeah. And today I'd had a bad day at work. I went to work. I, fought, I went out there, put it all on the line, fought as hard as I could, gave it all I could. But unfortunately, I fell short that day. And that's what it was. It was just a bad day in the office, man. And I accepted it. I took it on the chin, went back to training, and I said, I'm going to make this right because there's only one thing that is going to prove what I'm saying. And that's going out to my next fight. And, and making these small changes and proving that I have what it takes to be the world class, like I believe. And and that's exactly what I did in my last fight. I, I made those small changes, made those small adjustments, and now I know that what I was thinking in my head that it's just a bad day in the office is true because now I went out there, did it all right, and had a good day in the office. And, and once again, now I'm back where I belong in the winner's column. So, yeah, that's they're the emotions. And after suffering a loss, right, that win now... Is all that much sweeter? Oh. Like it, it is, but no, for sure. Listen, no. before we continue, can I just get you to move your laptop screen a little down because you've got a bit of bit of head. Uh, yeah, that's better. Just because you know, uh-huh. I, I just want to make sure that we see you. You know, in in your robe and stuff. You I see, mean, you want to see my robe, don't you? Uh, you like the robe, hundred <laughs> percent. Well, as I said, like when you when you did the call out last week, you were wearing your one chain, and I was hoping you know you, you you'd come on with that. But uh, the the robe, the robe, I still got it here. The robe's a good addition. Nice, nice. Well, t- two things, um, uh, I guess, on that. Um, uh, you mentioned before about being a pointy uh, from Adelaide. Um, I did read s- somewhere um, that obviously that's one of your goals when, when you're looking at your career as such is that you want to become the first world champion to come out of Adelaide. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, big time, man. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like I said before, to look up the guys like, you know, Robbie, and that's the thing, it always frustrates me with, with this country, especially like guys like Robbie Whitaker and, and, and Falkonowski, why are they not on the TV every day? Like, they should be the faces that when I turn my TV on, they're the guys I want to see. They're the champions. They're the legends. They're the people that we should look up to. Guys like Costa Zoo, you know, Jeff Fennick. There's going to be many names that I forget, so please excuse me. But to me, they're the people that we should admire. These are people that have worked from nothing to something. And, and then, you know what I mean? They were never given a, a, a nothing in life. They were never given a doctor, a physio, a, a nutritionist. They went out there and paid for it all. And even after the time, if they couldn't pay for it, they went on the internet and learned about it themselves. These are true, like, Aussie battlers, man. You know, people talk about Aussie battlers. These are them, man. And, and they don't get enough credit. And, and that's what I want to be for my city. I want to be one of those. Because to me, that's what they are to me. I look up to guys like that. And I can, I, a lot of people won't admit that. You know, a lot of people, especially like me and Robbie, I think I actually am older than Robbie in age. I think I am. I'm not sure. We're very close. A lot of people cannot admit when someone's similar to their age either. Like, to me, those guys, man, 
they're icons, man. They really are. Like a guy like Robert Whitaker, if I was to meet him, I'd be like, man, it's a true honor to meet you, man. Like seriously, like you are a living legend in my book. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, you know what I mean? It's as simple as a lot of people can't admit that stuff. Hundred percent. And and the other thing I love about those guys in particular, especially the guys that come out of here, is I, I think they carry themselves well. Right, they they really, you know, like they're really respectful. Like all all, all of them, yeah. they're not the big trash talkers and stuff like that. They put in the hard yards, and they go for it. But look, on that point, this is the whole reason I I, I started with this podcast, right? Is because exactly yeah. what you just mentioned there is that I I think we have a lot of talent in this country, and we are starting to hear a little bit about the champions, which is yeah, Alex and Robs. But then there, yeah. there there's a lot more in this country. Martin, yourself. You know, yeah. uh, I had Jay, Jamie Malarkey on here. You know, like I, I think that there's a lot of talent in this country, um, and and even on a global stage, that I just feel exactly as you said, they should be on TV every day. They should have a voice. Yeah. They should, and that is actually the, yeah. the one of the main reasons I I created this platform was because I felt like, you know, you guys should be given this voice, um, yeah. and I thought, well, if you know the networks aren't going to do it. I might as well jump in and, yeah. and, and, and do that, right? No. Um, so I, I, I totally respect where you come from because the thing is, and, and even when you talk about the world champions, you know, like, yeah, we see now when they win and, and the, the post-presser and, and whatnot, but people just don't respect the grind, right? Like yeah. we, we, see no, you, we, man. we see you work for 15 minutes and people don't realize that you've gone through a 10-week camp no. just to get to that 15 minutes. That's- Right, it, it's it's crazy that like we're literally judged on a fifteen minute like bout, and it's like man, that fifteen minutes is the only form of like fun that we literally get to have. Like you don't see the you know te- like you know like most of us guys, we've got to move away from our family. Like me, you know, I'm one of those guys. I go away from my whole family, but you know, I've been away since September the 11th. You know, I haven't seen anyone in my family. Had no, you know, only through a phone, and it hurts, man. It's hard. It's so hard to be sacrificed so much. And honestly, especially for MMA guys, like for so little, like we literally sacrifice so much for so little, like really, like people think, a lot of people think that we're like, all of us are like Connor. Oh yeah, you guys are like, you know, you're loving it, eh? You're like, mate, I'm like, bro, like you probably earn more money than me. Like you actually probably earn, like and I fight inside of a cage, like for, for my money. I'm literally in there, like in like, like Coliseum days. Like, <laughs> I just get enough money to get by you know what I mean? Like, it isn't what you think it is. And, you know, I know you think we live this great life, but that's called social media. Like, I'm not going to put up when I have a bad day. Like, who does that? No one tells the truth on social media. We sit here and we tell you, living a great life. My weight cut's going great. Man, most fighters are starving, hungry. And they're like, yeah, bro, made weight so easy. Meanwhile, they're like, you know, hooked up to an IV about to die. But it's like, bro, don't believe what you hear and see. Like, we, you know, we do what we do because we love it. We love the thrill, we love the excitement, and we just love to like inspire. Like honestly, I think that's a lot of fighters that along the path of like, man, we just want to show you guys you can do anything. Like you can be anything you want to be. Just, just you know, put the hard work in it, and you'll get it, man. Don't just sit around and think about it because that gets you nowhere. Now, I I had the same conversation with Josh a couple of weeks ago on the podcast because I I was saying, listen, fighters have to be in it thinking that, that one day they're going to be a world champion, right? Um, like, if you're, yeah. if you're sitting there and you're like, I'm not going to be a world champion, what are you doing it for? That was, that was my kind of opinion. Yeah. And yeah. he said, look, some fighters do it just for the paycheck. And I'm like, there's, <laughs> there's, there's a hundred easier ways yeah. to make a living than, than uh, to fight because you guys uh, don't make that much, right? Like, unless you are, as you say, yeah. your Connors or whatever, yeah. you know, it's, 
it's a hard way to make a living. And 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 I remember, um, I think it was last week there was a NFL player that, po- uh, or they posted about an NFL player where he pays a million dollars a year just on on treating his body, whether it's physiotherapists or whether it's chiropractors or this or that. No, and I remember right. Ty Guerta, who's a past guest as well. He posted that and he goes, I wish I could afford that, right? Like, could you imagine being able to spend a a million dollars a year just on like maintaining your body, right? And this is NFL players. They play 16 games games a year and and, and that's it, you know? Like, we would just be happy to have a million dollars. Like, we don't even need the treatment. Just give us the million dollars, man. We'll take care of the rest. But, you know, I mean, these guys have their millions plus them, that million dollar they can throw, you know, at, at recovery. And let alone, I, I, I highly doubt that he does a million dollars worth of stuff because I believe half the time the club would pay for half of his stuff. So, you know, when he's saying he's getting a million, I would like to know what he's spending a million dollars. Unless he's getting some serious invasive surgery that he's opting to pay for, I really couldn't see how he could be paying a million dollars in recovery. Because like I said, when, when we go to training, and as you would know, like, we don't walk in and there's a physio waiting there. Oh, how you going, man? Do you need anything done today? You know, like, we walk in and we're, like, broken, like, carrying our own bags in the training. No media waiting there for us going, how are you feeling today? Because no one really cares. We go in there, we gruel, we train, we get off, get on our phone, ring up. Oh, hey, man, you got an appointment? For me? Oh, no, no appointment today. Okay, I'll come in, you know, tomorrow. But your neck's, like, half cranked. And, you know, I mean, it's like, People have got to, got to respect the grind that us guys go through, you know what I mean? That's why for me, without being no disrespect to any other ball sports, the only ball sport I give respect to is rugby because those guys are super, they're tough. They're tough motherfuckers. Rugby players are tough, man. I don't want to mess with them. But any other ball sport, man, I'm like, I can't watch it anymore, man. Like, I've lost so much respect for it because when I see what you guys do and what we do, I'm like, like you guys are literally like like juggling. You're like jesters juggling to me. Us boys, we're warriors, man. Like we 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 go out there and try and kill one another for like for you know honestly for like ten grand if we're lucky, you know what I mean? So <laughs> like, it's is, crazy. Is, you know? is one the same? Is one the same in the pay structure as in like uh, you get show and a win purse, or do they do they structure yeah, a yeah, little differently? Uh, they, well, I, I can't speak on terms of the run, but I know yeah with like with general deals that deals that I've heard from Bellator and UFC compared to one championship, yeah, they're the same, similar similar structures. But then I think after sort of your first contract is when people sort of start to make their own deals. And it's good now because people are starting to, like guys like Israel Adesanya, guys like Conor McGregor, they're really starting to change the game. John Jones, they're starting to say, boys, like, get your money's worth. Get it. Get it. You know what I mean? And, and I like that. You know what I mean? I want to see more guys doing that because unless someone takes a stand, like a powerful fighter takes a stand and says, guys, like, we're all in this together. Let's, let's you know, we're all just going to keep getting ripped off because let's be honest, we are all getting ripped off. The, you know, the, the brands like you have seen that are making millions and millions of dollars every every you know um, show, and and like they're paying the, the fighters like not even a ten percent of what they make. I, I I will debate that a little bit, um, and only because of um, like I, I've got a different opinion to that. I I, I don't really blame yeah. the UFC on it. Um, I I agree, and I always say, look, fighters don't get paid enough, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's more the general public, though, right? Um, and and the reason yeah, I say that, like, let let's take up the UFC for for a moment. You just brought up before about um, you know, in these other sporting organisations, they have all these kind of you know physiotherapists on hand and stuff like that. 
the UFC have tried to do that now with their performance institutes, right? So yes. they have like a, a, a multiple performance institutes now, uh, one in Shanghai, one in Vegas. Obviously, you got to get there, but um, you know the athletes there, they get to eat for free. They got um, they've got sports doctors on hand, and all of it is for free for these athletes. It's there. They've got you know the the cryo. They've got everything there. Um, so I always say, look, there is more expense that people um, don't really appreciate that. And, and, and this is one thing that I, and we are just talking the UFC. I know Bellator don't have the same thing. I don't think one have the same thing, but it's getting to that point where they're like, look, we're opening these centers for the athletes to have these, these services at hand. Right. What, what gets me is, and as I said, like fighters should be getting paid more, but I always find it's the same fans that are screaming, fighters should be getting paid more are the same fans that are going have you got a free stream for me to watch these events right that's where i think that's where i think the issue is if more Mm. people and look even on the national circuit like you know when the ufc come here they pack out a twenty thousand acer arena or whatever but i've been to to Mm. national whether it be uh eternal whether i mean I, i had a lot to do with brace when it was about and stuff like that you know and you would struggle to get a thousand people show up, you know, sometimes, you know, yeah. and, and, no, and agreed. yeah. And I think that no. that is where the issue is that a lot of people are wanting to go to shows for free. They're wanting to stream the stuff for free. They're wanting, but then they're screaming, Hey, fighters aren't getting paid. And it's like, well, hang on a sec, you know? Um, so I yeah. put it back no. more, more on, on the fans and the general pop uh, population than I do on the organization. Cause at the end of the day as well, like even with all the expenses, whether it be promo, whether it be putting on the events, the higher venue uh, or venue higher, I should say um, there, there's a lot of other expenses that go. And then on top of that, they are still a business too. So they do need to make some sort yeah. of a profit, right? No. And that, that, that's what I was about to say. I have to agree with what you're saying big time. And I really like that thing where you said the UFC are trying to, develop these things you can't just overnight instantly put up you know 150 pi uh, pi you know places around all around the world it's a lot of money it's a lot of time it's a lot of effort there's a lot of red tape you've got to go through so you know i have to 100 percent agree with them you got to remember at the same time you know mixed martial arts is what 27 28 years old like, it's actually such a like ufc hounds have been around for 28 years now 28 yeah, years? Cl- closer to 25 i think they did last year 25 26 yeah. maybe but yeah cl- close enough well, that, but on on that yeah. same token it was only two three years ago that they finally got it legislated through new york right so like even yeah. like 20 years yeah. later they're still like i mean even yeah. perth when when did perth uh finally allow cage fights yeah, it was only recently yeah, so yeah. Having said yeah. that, even though it's got this 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 history now of twenty five plus years, they're yeah. still going through a lot of legal red yeah. tape, and that's no. that's money and, too. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying here. Like that's what I, I thought you made an excellent point. I've, I've never heard it from that perspective, and I have to hundred percent agree with you. I mean, at the same time, I still have to stand by. They are making millions and millions of dollars per show, and only and paying a very small amount. To the, to the fighter. So that is where I have the issue. Like you said, it's a business. If I'm running a show and, for instance, I make $1,000 and there's 10 fighters and they're like, we want 1000 each. I'm like, bro, you can't. Like, how can I give you $10,000 and I only made 1000 We're broke. Then you've no longer got a job. I've no longer got a job. We're, we're all broke. And But then I have to go. It wholly goes back to the general public. And that's why I'm saying to you before, I was like Volkanovski in that. They're not getting the love and the respect that they deserve because 
no offense to Australians, we're not jumping behind. These guys are not giving them the respect they deserve. Like, he should be, like, those guys shouldn't be able to walk the street in our country. They're, they're living legends. They're warriors, you know. I mean, they've went out and fought against the best guys in the world and beaten them. Like, they have, but once again, it's it, I feel in Australia, we live in a place where someone's doing good. Sometimes people are like, oh, don't look. Don't, everyone look away. But you look at countries like Brazil and stuff, like, their fighters are like mega stars, like Japan, mega stars. Like the fans get right behind them. I remember when I was in the Philippines. I went to the Philippines for Martin Nguyen when he defended his world title. And the fans there, are, uh, honestly, they make you feel like you're always president. Like, honestly, man, everybody wants to take a photo. Every, they just want to, they're grabbing you. They're, oh, my God, such a, wow. Like, and they didn't even know who I was. I literally had just signed with one championship. I'm like, most of these people don't even know who I am. But because I'm with Martin and obviously with the ears and, you know, we're athlete-looking guys, they're like, are you, are you, are you a fighter too? I'm like, yeah, oh, can we please get a photo with you? Where I walk the streets in Adelaide and uh, without being arrogant. And especially now, I, ha- I haven't walked the streets yet. But I know I'm going to go out of this room and people are going to know who I am. They're going to see me and they're going to do this one. As if they don't know who I am, but they, they they know who I am. Rather than going, oh hey man, you know I'm not saying it. Like I'm seriously, I'm not. A lot of people are going to take this the wrong way. I don't expect you to come up to him. Oh, you're Tony Caruso. Well, but you know, like, oh, it's very cool when a young kid or anybody go, go, hey man, I watch your fight. Like a lot of people do do this. Hey man, watch your fight, man. Awesome work. Congratulations. Keep going. You don't understand it. Well, that does for us guys. Like I don't. I can't speak on behalf of any other fighters. But it does a lot for us, man. It goes, wow, we're actually making a difference. People are actually watching us, man. Like We've we busted our asses to get it. But I feel like in Australia, a lot of times people look away. They're like, don't show them love, man. Don't, don't everyone look away. It's like, why can't we get behind each other and support each other and, and together we can all achieve our goals rather than, you know, you, you see with social media a lot, like why can't we all just, you know, all support one another? You know, I get it. Not everyone's going to agree with what we're doing, like, and in life, like some people do some things on social media. I think that's stupid. Why would you do that? And I'm sure a lot of people look at me as a fighter and go, why would you get in a cage and fight someone else? You are an idiot. And I can 100% agree. We live in a free, beautiful world. But like at the same time, like I said, man, I, I feel like we live in a culture where sometimes people are like, don't look, no one look, don't give them the attention. Like let's like let's either wait till they're world champion or wait until they've, they've failed. And that's when we'll pay attention. You know, you look at a guy like Robbie Whitaker. Only recently, people started to talk about him. So the guy's been a champ. He fought like Romero twice. Like, do you know who that guy is? Like, I'm telling you, I see him on TV, man. I start sweating. Like, man, I don't want to ever fight that guy. That guy's crazy, man. Like, and Robbie Whitaker stood in the ring with him for 50 minutes and fought him, bro, with a broken hand. I'm like, how how was he not flying home in a private jet, picked up in a limousine, driven to the best penthouse in all of Australia? Like, that's how he should be treated in my mind. Like, how are we, how do we not, like, support these guys more? And it really it annoys me when I see that sort of stuff because you're like, come on, guys, man. Like, let's stop paying attention to swimmers and, and, and footballers and let's let's give real respect to the real guys, man. And once again, some people might, might disagree and might not like fighting, whatever. But I just feel like a lot of people do appreciate it and like it and they just they don't want to give love because they just don't want to be like, I don't want to be that guy that sucks up them, you know what I mean? It's like, man, it's not sucking up. It's called appreciation. There's nothing wrong with that. I will though flip it though, and I and I totally agree with what you've said. A hundred percent, I agree with, you, with what you've said. I, I and look, I think I've brought this story up in the past, um, where Robert, when he was on the Tough Smashes series, and I, I was up in Queensland, we were actually documenting Chad Mendes. He was one of the the guest fighters that came across for that, and I saw yeah. Rob walk through the lobby, and I just straight off the cuff, I was like, "Hey, 
can I grab a quick interview? And I remember at the time Rob was like, you want to interview me? Like he was really like taken yeah. back by it. But so I am one of those people that, you know, I, once again, I appreciate what you guys do. Um, mm-hmm. But on the flip side is like the grass is always greener. And, and the only reason I say that is I've, I've worked with a lot of artists, for instance, right? And, and when international mm-hmm. artists come over to Australia, they're like, man, we can walk the streets and not be harassed, right? So they were kind of taken mm. back by that because they're like, in the States, for instance, you would get that motorcade from the hotel to the to the venue, but during the day, mm. you don't want to leave the hotel because you know you're going to get harassed. So they're kind of like, it's so yeah. cool that we can just walk down the street and not have people. And I'm talking about like mass- yeah. massive stars, like as in like... Oh. Probably not your M&Ms. I don't know what, what he did when he came over here, but I'm saying like big stars and they walk the street. And sometimes I think maybe our public don't have enough courage to to approach uh, people or maybe it is also a sign of respect as in like, look, they get hassled all the time. Get, you know, he's walk he's walking with his family and kids. Let's not – or because like you hear about horror stories like that. You might be at, at, at lunch or dinner with, with your family and then people are like, hey, can I get a photo? Can I get an autograph? And you're like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm having dinner right now, you know? Like, so yeah. it, it can be on yeah. the flip side. But I do agree with you. So yeah. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not debating yeah. your, your point. But no. There- no, no, I, 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 no, no, I, I do like what you said because that, that does open my eyes and that at the end. And I just want to make it clear that we don't want to be famous. We don't want to be carried through the street. But all I'm saying is, guys, if you're pre- all I'm really trying to get at here is, I guess I'll, I'll make it a bit more concise, is if you appreciate us and, and you support us, Support us. Like, show it. Like, don't be afraid to, like, like our stuff or share our stuff. You know, like, like that, that's what, one thing I've noticed a lot of fighters, like I just said, is they wait until you become a world champ. Then all of a sudden, oh, now we'll start following you. It's like, man, if you're watching us, show their support, man, because, like I said, it does a lot for our, you know, our mental state. We're like, yeah, people do support us. And, like, and also, the same thing, there's a lot for our brand. So that's what I'm trying to get. I don't want to be like, I know what you're saying. Like, I don't want to be a Maradona, like, like for instance, the great like, Angler, when he goes back to Burma, the guy's swamped. He can't even move. He's like this the whole time. Like, I'd hate to live that life. Like, man, imagine everywhere I go in my own home city, I can't even move. Like, it's a cool, it's a cool, it's like, idea but, like, to live like that. No. But I'm just, yeah, my point really was trying to be like, if you appreciate these guys, just show it now, man. Don't wait for them to be retired or don't wait for them to, to lose or, you know, become the world champion. Appreciate them now. Show their love now because, you know, it can make a difference to us. You know, it really does. And I get where you come from. As I said, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't going against yeah, no, you. No, I, I was just I, flipping it no, a little bit. No, um, but I totally respect. Yeah, I totally respect what you guys yeah, do, no. and 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 I, ex- I really respect you being honest about it right now, and and voicing that yeah. opinion because you know a lot yeah. of people don't want to. And and I know you said, oh, I'm, yeah. you know, people might take it the wrong way, but I think it's important that people hear this. Yeah. Like, I, I, I honestly do. Real quick, though, before you said one of the ball sports that you do respect is rugby. I just got to clear it up. So being yeah. South Australia, yeah. uh, what is rugby to you? As in, like, because... Rugby, to me. Right, rugby, you got rugby union, you got rugby league, and, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what's yeah. what's rugby? Well, I, I I know the difference between the two. I know league and union is two different um, sort of games. But to me, they're just like... Like, they're just animals. I'm just like, bro, you literally get a ball and you run directly at another guy. And he, that that guy is not just a normal guy. He's like six foot eight, like 300 pounds. And you're like, shit, like, how do they do that, man? Like, I just think, I'm like, people watch NFL and they're like, well, look at NFL. I'm like, bro, you realize they got helmets on, they got body pads on. I'm like, rugby players are just raw, just slamming. I'm like, 
Honestly, I fight for a living, and I I don't know if I could play rugby. Like, I'd be too scared. That's all going to kill me. And that and that's the two things about those two sports. Like uh, I love the uh, the free movement of rugby union because mm-hmm. the play doesn't stop. But then I find that the hits in rugby league because they do stop, they set the line, and they just crash yeah. is just insane, right? And I mean, you guys were lucky. Yeah, I mean, you man. you weren't because you were stuck in quarantine, but you guys were lucky. You got the first state of origin this year, so. Yeah. Uh, which which yeah. was kind of crazy. But listen, let's go back to you. Um, so you said you've been over in Florida since September. Was was that why why so long? Uh, so I fought in October. So I flew out September eleventh. You got to remember with the time difference, you really got to try and get over there like as soon as possible. Because so if you land on a Wednesday, you're not going to be ready. To, like and you're going to go to training the next day, yeah? Because that's just dumbasses that okay, we are. hang on so oh, so you've been back though since september so the when you say oh, you, yeah, you've yeah. been away from Sorry, your family this september. Since september was for oh this september okay sweet i was kind of yeah, like thinking yeah. he's Sorry, been gone Sorry, for a year yeah. okay yeah beautiful no no, beautiful, no, no. Beautiful. I, so I'm, I've, I've been off and on from florida for the last year and a half i've probably flown to and from florida about i think it's four or five times now so i've done two camps there I've done one before the camp, one after. Yeah, so about four. This is fourth or fifth time to Florida within a year and a half. So I go there quite often. Now, now being that you're a bit of a jet setter in in these uncertain times, um, are we the only ones quarantine uh, quarantining? Or like when you go to Florida, do you need to quarantine there? When you go to Singapore, Man. do you need to quarantine there? What 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 are the differences with yeah, these countries? Yeah. yeah, look, you know, it's funny that you asked me that question, man. Because honestly, I lived a bit of a a life, man, that I like, I, I say to my mates, I'm like, I don't want to sound like weird or anything, but I feel like I've got to write this stuff down. Like the story that I just lived in was like, whoa, like what a, what a, what a, what a, what's the word? Like a, a contrast. What a contrast of two different worlds. Like I literally went to Florida, man. You flew in, no one asked a question. No, the plane was full. The airport was packed. Everything was working. All the cafes were right. But everything was a little bit different. I'm not going to lie. It was a little bit different when I landed in Florida. Usually it's packed there. It was a bit quiet there. But LAX was packed. The plane was full. So that was like I flew from Sydney to, to America. And on my plane, there was literally about eight people. Eight people on an international flight. Like, wow. Like, I felt like you're on a private jet. Like, literally, you had your own. Everyone, every two passengers had their own flight attendant. You know, you wanted a drink, it was down there in seconds because they had nothing else better to do. Um, but, yeah, then I landed in America. And I, so when I was in the Sydney airport, it was just like, wow, this is, this is whack. Like, there's no one here. Like, everything's closed. This is scary. Went to Florida. I was like, okay, here we go. This is gonna... We landed in L.A. It was all normal. Went to Florida. Everything was normal. Like, you know, understand in Florida, we're training. We're, we're, you know, like we're training every day. We're going to the shops. Everything was open. We got to cafes. We were, you know, shooting guns. You know, like in Florida, we, there's a, a shout out to American Gun Range. We we're there every day shooting, having fun, just just living, like living the wild, wild west. Hire a car, yeah, bang, you know, cruising around in a car. You know, just life, just just living. Now, I personally think we should live life. Like I really do. Yes, there needs to be some forms of laws and some form of, you know, you know, keep everyone safe. I get it, but. We are free people. We are born free and we should die free, right? That's how I believe it. So there, in Florida, having a ball, training, doing what we do, getting to fight each other. Then I flew to Singapore. I flew into Singapore as soon as I landed. And I just want to make this clear as well. When you're in another country, I will follow their rules and I'm totally respectful of all their rules. So when I was in Singapore, 
Oh, a lot of the stuff I disagree with, but I'm like, hey, it's not my country. It's like when I come to your house, I take my shoes. If you want to take my shoes off, I take my shoes off, man. But at my house, if you tell me to take my shoes, I won't tell you to get bent. I'll say, get the fuck out of my house, man, because my house, my rules, yeah? So I'm in, I'm in their country. I land. Cause, and I brought, I, I was able to, when I was in Florida, I shot a 50 cal. I don't know if, you, if you're into your guns. Yep. So a 50, a 50 cal is like, they're like, whoa. So I shot that, man. Like, what an experience for starters. And secondly, I cut the bullet, man. I picked it up. And in the times that we're in, man, to me, that bullet meant a lot to me because it was like, man, this bullet signifies to me freedom. Like, I'm able to pick up a gun and shoot it here in Florida, and it's not weird. If I had a gun like that in Australia, mate, there would be helicopters, army at my house. Shoot. I'm like, bro, relax. I'm not even using it. I've just got it. Like, calm down. So then I went to Singapore and bang, shut away. Oh, what's in your back? Oh, what do you mean? Oh, you got two bullets in your back. I was like, yeah, but they're empty, man. They're, they're just shells. Yeah, that's illegal. You can go to jail for that. I was like, oh, man. I said, but they're empty. They're just pieces of metal, like, at the end of the day. You know, they, they confiscated them. I had to fill out a form. Then from there, we went to go out to get into a taxi. Can't go on the same taxi. All three of us, there was three of us who were on the same plane. All had to go on separate taxis to the same destination. They put us in a taxi, drove us. Why, why, why is Couldn't that? Couldn't get out of the taxi. Why, why is that? Because of the COVID, because of the COVID, so you know, it's something to do with the whole COVID situation. I mean, I don't understand. We just flew like literally twenty four hours together. We've lived together. We trained together. Now we're literally being split up in taxis. So we that that was yeah, that was strange. That was the first part. I was like, okay, here we go. Got in the taxi. I'm walking up. The taxi driver's like, I'm not allowed to touch your bags. It's illegal if I touch your bags because you, you just came off the flight. You could have COVID on my. All right, whatever. So I started putting my bags in the car. This is at three AM, mind you. I'm dead tired. I'm putting my bags in the car. Drives us to the to the hotel. Wait in the car. Don't move. So I'm sitting in the car. I'm like, all right, what's going on here? They grab my bags. Now finally, someone's allowed to grab my bag. The bag boy grabs my bag. Mate, he sprays this bad boy down. I felt like I was at a car wash. You know, like the they're spraying it down, wiping. I'm thinking, what the hell is going on here, man? Like they're gonna wash me next, man? Is this the service you're getting, singer? This is cool, man. Like wash me down next, no. We get out the car, couldn't even go in the front door. That'd take me through the service elevator. I they take me through in the back door. I'm talking this big ass hotel, gangster hotel, through the back door up a service elevator. So you know, like through the car up and straight to my room, put my they put my bag in my room. The guy goes, Oh look, I'm not allowed to give you a key because you're not allowed to leave your room while you're here. So good night. They shut the door and I'm literally my room going, Oh well, we can't leave. Like we're so sorry, sorry, went up the elevator. There's a guy sitting at the elevator on every single level, 24 hours, 24 hours a day. You got to sign in. They give you a, they sign you in. You go to your room, and yeah, you if you come out of your room, that guy's going to see you, and you're not allowed to leave your room. So we're stuck in our room yet, yeah. unless we're to train, unless we go to training, or unless for the fight, we're scheduled for something. We weren't allowed to, allowed to leave our room, so we were stuck in our room for the first two days for 48 hours straight um, until we got our COVID test back from the airport. And yeah, we're just stuck sitting in our rooms waiting 48 hours until they get us a negative result. And then from there, you're allowed to book one hour a day of training where they come and get you from your room, walk you to the to the training center, you train, and then you get escorted back to your room. You know, you have to fill out the forms when you leave when you come back. And yeah, I was like, wow, what a contrast of the two worlds where I was in Florida where they couldn't even give a damn. Couldn't give a damn what was going on. What, you know, and I'm not going to say they don't give a damn. But it was like, you know, America is very much about freedom and about, 
you know, you know, people deserve to. And I'm not saying any other. I'm not trying to put any other. But then, like, you know, Singapore, they believe in we need to help our people. We need to we need to quarantine these people. We need to make sure they're safe. And that's how they do it. Like I said, when I'm in your house, I follow your rules. And I think Singapore did a great job. The, the way they looked after us in, with one championship, like you literally feel like a king. Like you, you know, you you ring up. Oh yeah, I want a coffee. Yeah, bang! This lady comes running in with your coffee. You're like. Oh, this is you know, there's no need to even leave my room. Like, why would I even want to leave? Like, I'm like a king in here. Besides the social element, you know, and I don't really know anyone in Singapore, so I, I actually found it all right. I was like, I don't really care to leave my room. So I'm only really want to train and fight. That's what I'm. It, it means you could walk around. It means yeah. you could walk around in the robe all day, right? That's it, man. And I'm just that's exactly. And I've got to admit, our rooms in Singapore, one championship, they took care of us, man. Like our rooms were like next level, man. I'm talking like gangster chandeliers. I was like, man. I don't want it feels like to be rich, you know what I mean? Like, you know, then I come to this room. It's like a, it's like a cell in this room in here. So they, they, they look after us here. But yeah, that, that was such a to me such a weird and amazing time in my life where I was like, wow, I got to see, you know, the freest of the free compared to like, you know, the, you know, this modern day world that we're trying to build now. And I'm just like, uh, Australia used to be somewhere in the middle. Like we used to have that nice middle ground. We had a bit of rules. We had a bit of freedom, but it was nice middle ground. But I feel like we're leaning a bit to that new world and it's starting to worry me. And that's what I'm saying. That's why I feel like I lived this crazy life because I literally got to see the future from like, you know, that's how I feel about it. Like, yeah, so that was my experience. And yeah, I, I think it changed me a lot as a person. And and which which do you prefer? Like, let's say your house now, right? Like, would you prefer the more freedoms right now? or And like, even with the risk, obviously, and, and I know that they're heading into, I mean, Florida's a bit warmer anyway, but like they're heading into winter and stuff. But when you look at the numbers that are coming over from the States at the moment with the amount of COVID cases, you know, I mean, mm. right now it's making breaking news that South Australia have got yeah. three cases that turn to 17. Then I talk to my partner yeah. in New York and they're getting like thousands a day, right? So mm-hmm. like, would you would you prefer to open up even with the risk of maybe having more cases or what, what's your kind of opinion on this whole matter? It, look, look, a lot of people ask me these opinions and I say, look, it's very hard to make an opinion as a, let's just be honest. I'm just a local kid from, from Australia. Like I don't know what's going on in the like. Besides what I see with these two eyes, I don't know what's going on. I'm not like a president of America where he's getting all. And once again, it goes for the other people watching this. Just because you've seen it on the TV, you, it doesn't mean that you know. I'm not saying that I know, and I'm not saying the TV knows. There's really world leaders out there who are going to know. So it's hard for me to give an opinion what I would do. But in terms of what world do I want to live in, if you were to ask me that question, I believe in living in a world. Like, honestly, I'm happy to live in the wild, wild west. I know it's risky. I know it's dangerous. I know you could be killed. I know you could be shot. But that's life. That is life. You're going to die eventually. I don't want to be like right now. They're telling. I know. I know. It sounds crazy, but honestly, like if you don't think I'm serious, just go look what I do for a job. Okay, I do a job where you could literally die every every time we do it, and I still do it because I think that's my liberty as a person that I have the right to do what I want. And if I'm stupid enough to get in the cage, that's my business, not yours. Don't tell me how to do it, and that's what I mean. I don't get when I fly into Australia. I'm being told that I have to be locked in a room because it's for my safety, but I'm like. I'm a 30-year-old man. Like I know how to look after myself, and that's what I'm getting at. Like this modern world that they're trying to create, it's 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 a bit whack for me. I, I don't like it, man. I, I'm a bit of a caveman. 
See, well, I'm all good with the isolation, but I say let's home isolate, right? At least then you can like open yeah. your windows or whatever. And 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 I, I, but the weird thing is, like, I put that out a couple of weeks ago on one of my stories. I'm like, because they were talking about it, I think for Victorians, whether you'd um, do that and have to wear one of those ankle brace uh, bracelets, you know, like kind of house arrest. And I, but I'm all yeah. for it. If if I can spend two weeks at home with an ankle bracelet or be cooped up in a room like yourself right now, I would take the ankle bracelet. But the yeah. funny, the funny yeah. thing is, when, yeah, I, but- when I put that poll out, only four percent went for the uncle bracelet. Ninety six percent were yeah. like, "No, we'd but- rather do the hotel." I'm like, "No way!" Yeah, yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. But then, can I ask you this question? If I gave you three options, I gave you hotel, I gave you ankle bracelet, or I gave you, you just get the freedom to to just do your own thing. Which one would you choose? Of course, I'm always going to go for my freedoms, but like. When, yeah. when 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 you've got when, when you've got a pandemic that is like once in a hundred years, right? And and this is what it is. Like we will never go through this again in our lifetime. We will never oh, go through this again. A hundred percent. Like one one in a hundred years, right? So, um the thing is, this is the problem. It's 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 the same as you say, the gun laws. Now, if everyone was responsible with guns and everyone was doing the right thing with guns, but then you've got a small minority that ruin it for everyone, right? Now, if everyone yeah. was to say, look, go home, isolate, and we're not going to put a bracelet on, we're not going to, we're just going to trust you. Yeah. You're going to have that couple that yeah. effort up for everybody, no. right? And and so, and I'm no, saying I, I, I'm, I'm willing to wear that ankle, like at the end of the day, like yeah. if I'm stuck at home for two weeks anyway, that ankle bracelet ain't going to do, you're not, not knowing where I'm going because I'm yeah. stuck at home. I'm just saying I would yeah. prefer to have that bracelet and and be able to cook in my kitchen, watch my TV, yeah. Yeah, sleep, no, sleep in my yeah. own bed, you know. Uh, yeah. I don't yeah, know. It's, more, it's a lot more for your, your mental state, but let me just put this across to you, and this is going to offend a lot of people. Now, I've got to agree 100% what you're saying. If it is what they say it is, yes, these precautions need to be taken. They really do. But what they, if, if it is what they say it is, the way they're saying this disease, what it does, then I 100% agree. Not 100% agree, I'll take that back. But I agree with a lot of the measures they are taking. The only issue that I find, bro, and I know it's going to offend a lot of people, is I don't believe it is what they say. Now, we've got an outbreak in South Australia. 17 people, apparently, in the northern suburbs. I come from the northern suburbs. Let me tell you this, bro. No one in the north goes nowhere, okay? We stay at home anyway. No one's travelled. You're not allowed to travel. So my question is, where did 17 cases come from? Please explain to me how we just had an explosion overnight. Please explain that. Because anyone who's coming into this country, they're saying regardless of who you are, you are going into hotel quarantine for 14 days. So explain to me how it got in. Please, well, well, I, well, I, I need think, that to be. I think what they said, it, it was a hotel breach. And, and I think it was either a cleaner at the hotel, got it from one of the returning travelers and took it out into the community. But I agree with you too, man. Like, and, like don't get me wrong. My better half is in New York. I haven't, I haven't been able to see her since I, I flew back from New York in March, right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm here screaming, let's open... Let's open up. Like I'm, yeah. I, I'm over it. Like I, even uh, with even with uh, seventeen uh, right now, I don't think that just those kind of numbers don't justify us locking stuff down. And, and can I just say this? And I, and you're you're just like myself. You're like my girlfriend. You're like my family. 
why it affects us and why we have an opinion as such people might question why would you say that you know why because this this exact thing if it is what it is or if it isn't what it is it affects you and i directly and it directly affects us and that's why we have a, such an, a strong and a, like an opinionated i guess about this whole topic because it affects us man 90 percent of the people they're like ah well i'm still at work ah well i'm not allowed to travel who cares it is what it is but the thing is bro you say that and it's cool but me man i've got a international job i've got to sit in a hotel for two weeks i'm losing three thousand dollars i'm missing my family what for man like that's why i'm so opinionated about it for you guys who once again from the northern suburbs of australia of adelaide no offense to them but half years you, you're sitting at home anyway so you're like i don't care if the country goes into lockdown i'll still be able to go to nine to five so i'll still be earning my paycheck and that's the issue we live where at the moment we're saying it's not my problem it's your problem so who cares and that's wrong we should not be living like that we should be like okay we should we need the general consensus of a, our whole country to be happy that's how it should work. Not, oh, well, it's not affecting me. I don't I don't care anymore. And that's, I find like that's happening. Even some of my family say it to me. They say, to me, oh, Tony, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, forget about it. I said, I'm, look, I know you say that, man. But I said, I literally sacrificed, literally, I've sacrificed 30 years of my life, 30 years for this, man, like 30 years to win this thing. I know to some people it might mean nothing. They'll be like, oh, it's only one win. Just shut up. But 30 years, man, of a kid from Adelaide, People laughed at me when I said I was going to go to the world stage and win something like that. They would laugh at me. It took me 30 years to get there, man. 30 years to get there. Heartache, sacrifice, the money I've spent, the bones I've broken. Finally got it. You know what I got when I got home, man? I got you going into a hotel room for two weeks. This is the best two weeks of my life. But I should be with my family. I should be with my dad. I should be with my brothers. I should be with my girlfriend. I should be with my family. Enjoying the, the greatest moment in my sporting life, man. And instead, you know what I got? I'll go sit in a room for two weeks, man. It, it hurts, man. I'm and I ring up and sometimes I talk to the people downstairs from SA Health and I say, guys, like you, you don't realise what you're doing to our country, man. You're breaking us all individually and you might think you're doing the right thing because you're earning a paycheck. But man, think about the repercussions you're having on your country. It's a it's a scary thing. We come from Australia, it's a beautiful free place and it's always been like this. Why are we losing this? Why are we turning on one another? Like we we, we should be in this together, not against each other. And, it's it's a worrying thing, you know, for the future. And I really hope that, you know, many Australians, you know, watch stuff like this and hear things like this. And I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying you're right. I'm not saying you're wrong. But I'm just saying, guys, look through here and see the world. Don't understand the world through a TV because the TV can tell you any story you want, man. And, and it's scary what people can believe in what they see, man. Like That's why like, I've had so many people say to me, oh, we're just lucky we're in Australia. That's what they tell me. And I say, well, where do you think is bad at the moment? like america america's horrible at the moment. you know funny thing is i actually just came from america and they say that florida is one of the worst places of them all and i said let me tell you there's nothing wrong with florida i'm in florida and it's perfectly normal people are going about their day like normal they're going to the shops the cafes yeah some people a lot of people wearing masks a lot of people are taking precautions but man they're making out like it's a war zone there man i'm like it's it was fine. It was, it was normal. It was, I, to- it was I totally, normal I, I totally agree. And, and look, to me, it's the same. I think, yeah, maybe take some precautions, wear the mask. I don't really care about, you know, like I, I, I'm happy to do that. Mm. My thing is, is, um, you know, a lot. And when you talk about nine to fives, a lot of people have lost their nine to fives, you know, like, uh, and, and, and mm. I just think it's a numbers thing. So say South Australia right now, I don't think it's worth locking down for 17 cases. If it gets out of control, if it, if it gets out of control like it did in Melbourne for a minute, 
okay, lock Melbourne down. But look, even Melbourne went from 750 cases a day, they're back down to zero cases, right? In in a matter of months, right? Like I'm just saying, so I, I'm kind of like, open up, open everything up. If certain sectors get out of control, lock them down real quick, get it back into mm. control, then open back up. I'm just yeah. like at a point where it's like, if we're saving lives, what kind of lives are we saving? Because to me, this ain't living no. right now, right? This ain't living. No. Like, this is not no, the life that I want to do. Amen to you, brother. Right? So, like, I looked up my friend. My friend, sorry to cut you off, but my friend sent me a, a thing the other day. 1,300 people a day, a day die from cigarettes in America. Just in America alone, 1,300. And you know how we can stop those deaths? You know how we can stop them? Literally just go, no more cigarettes, done. No, no quarantines, no loss of jobs. Okay, some people are going to lose their jobs, yeah. But no, no, like, world economy crash, none of this. Just stop cigarettes. 1,300 people a day will will no longer die. Why don't we do that? Why does no one say, why haven't we done that yet? But to save three people apparently died. Yeah. That's exactly Money. my point. That's all. I'm just, I'm just trying yeah. to, I'm trying to help. But like, even, even, even to a sense, I had a look at it. 2019 in Australia, we had uh, eight suicides a day. This is 2019, last yeah. year. What do you think it is right now? Like, I, I, I would hate yeah, to see I, that I'm number. Just, and I'm, and I'm just yeah, saying, like, you know, it's, honestly, bro, you give me, you give me, uh, you give me goosebumps saying that, man, because I know personally, man, I know a lot of people in my family. I know a lot of people in my. Like uh, in a like, I know a lot of people through my life that there's no way in hell that they're gonna survive two weeks of pure isolation in this room. Now, like you gotta realize how this big this room is, man. This room is like no more than like 10, 10 by eight meters. Like you know, it's tiny, bro. It's like a tiny little room, and you're just stuck in here. Twenty. Like people think that I'm allowed to go out for fresh air. I'm like, no, you cannot leave. But like, you are in the room twenty four seven. Like there's no coming out. And like when people hear that, they're like, oh, well, I can even hear it in their voice going, oh, like, shit, like, how are you doing it? I'm like, honestly, man, like, if I wasn't a guy who was through my sport, had taught me so much, like martial arts, had to say strong, and I train every day, I just keep my mind focused, oh, you know what I mean? I got through this. And even at times, man, I was like, man, this is really, like, really starting to get me, like, to a point where I started feeling like, oh, man, this isn't right. Because I'm by myself, man. Most guys, especially you've got a lot of the MMA guys, they come back with their coaches. I came back by myself. So I'm in here by myself, man. And I'm like, I just know personally a lot of people who would not be able to handle this stuff, man. And I actually asked one of the ladies on the phone, I said, how many people, you know, have an issue? She goes, from the five sites, one to two people a week get hospitalized because they just can't handle it. I'm like, we need to rethink this whole program. What you guys are doing here is so wrong. Like, you, you, you're doing... Like you just said, an eight suicide, that was last year. I would hate to know what it is this year, man. I, I really would, man. And that's what I mean. People really just got to wake up and stop being, like, dazzled by the lights. Like, man, like, no, like you said, I know it sounds harsh, and people would take this as a voice in it, but, but three lives are not worth what they're doing to our country now. No offense, man. Three lives are not it, man. You can have more deaths in a one car accident than three lives that we've had in eight months. You're, you're literally killing our country. You're destroying our country for that. Like, just think about that. Uh, you know, they, they, I know they're, they're big statements, but man, like, just think about it. I uh, get you. I get you. But hey, let's let's yeah. let's finish it more on a positive yeah. as well, right? <laughs> yeah. So, because yeah, yeah. you know, you you hold that metal 
uh, proudly. You you said it took you thirty years to to achieve that. Um, you know, and and you also talked about like this is a moment you should be like celebrating with your friends, your family, um, and your father in particular. Now, I I read somewhere along the line that you or I or maybe I even heard it during the fight that basically they said you you want to give that medal to your father yeah. is is, is yeah. that still the case so it can can I yeah. rightfully say that's your father <laughs> that's your father's medal that's my dad my dad's medal I told him from the day that I got signed what no I didn't tell him but I thought in my head I thought what the day I got signed was I'm gonna win the one championship medallion and give it to my dad it was my greatest achievement in life my dad gave me this life so he deserves that medal so yeah that's still man I'm, that's why I'm dining at home and I leave it on my desk and I look at it every day the one thing that keeps me going is like, I know in a few days, I get to give that to my dad. I, I, I know my dad is a, he's a hard nut. He's always been like that with us. But I know when I give him that medal, he's going to just, he's going to, I know he's going to go into meltdown. I know it, man. He's going to love it so much. And that's what it was, man. I remember Eddie had, uh, Edward Flang had me in that sort of guillotine style thing at the end of the fight. I remember thinking in my head, I was like, he's going to have to put me to sleep because it's just impossible that I want to tap because I need to win that medallion for my dad. And I'm that close. It needs to be done. So yeah, man, it was a it was a big thing for me to do that. And anyway, for me, the the win was for my personal satisfaction that I know that I can take on the world's best now with the medal. I was like, yeah, you know, that's like an aesthetic thing, and that goes to my dad, man. That's the thing. That here, dad, this is a piece of life. This is I had to give my heart, like literally. I feel like I had to sell my soul to where I am today. And this is you know for you, dad, like you know, I mean, you you sold your soul to give me this life, and now I'm going to give you mine. You know, I mean, because honestly, like. You know, my dad has done everything for me, and I, I, I hate to sound like like I'm trying to be all nice and cynical. But well, it's, it's also because I read somewhere I read somewhere that he 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 was a single parent, right? Like you, you obviously, yeah. So your your dad was was the one that raised you, basically, right? Yeah, it was me. It was me and my two brothers, and you know, you know, I got no ill intent towards my mother, but you know, like my mother like left us when we were young. You know, I still love my mum and communicate with her all the time. But you know what I mean? I, I, at the time, she was gone through a hard time. And, uh, you know, my dad had to look after me and my two other brothers. You know, with my grandparents, like, God bless my grandma. No, 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 I love them, you know. The, you know and then they grew us up, man, and, and the best way they could. And let me just say, man, like, we didn't grow up a normal way. Like, you know, we, we, we ate odd meals, odd times. I remember, like, my mates, but people laugh. I'm like, man, when I was seven years old, I used to drink coffee with my grandma. Like, that was normal. I used to drink wine for dinner. Like, I'm like, we didn't grow up like how kids are. Oh, like, you can't do this. You can't. I read it in the book. You can't. Well, no, 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 no. Like, I don't know. This is how we grew up. This is this is the best we got. Like, we used to like, you know, eat party pies out of a toaster and stuff. Like, we, we weren't, hey, we weren't those privileged Italian kids who got all those really good pasta meals and lasagna. My grandma cooked like prison style, man. Like, it was like, yeah, prison style. So, hey, but at the same time, like, there was so much love in that house that like we knew we were in it together, man. This is family, like. We don't have the glitz and the glamour. We don't have, like I said, like the fancy pasta and empty pasta and all that sort of food, like all the other Italian kids that are in the school we grew up with. We grew up with me, my two brothers, my dad and my grandparents. And we got by, man. We never told each other that, oh, I love you, dad, or good night again. It was, you know, a lot of, it was men. It was, and that's why I've taken the name of the Spartan very to heart, man, because we grew up like Spartans, man. Like, we ate shit food. We, we were we, like our grandfather never once smiled at us. He used to just give us hiding all the time, bro. But he grew us up like men. And never once did I question if my nunu loved me or not. I knew it. I knew it. I was like, the guy loves me. He'd, he'd kill for me. But the guy at the same time, he, you know, he's a hard man. This is how he treats us. And yeah, you know what I mean? That, I believe that was the, that shows in the attitude of my fight style. You know what I mean? Like, 
I'm going in there, man. I sometimes I know I'm like, even with Edward Flank, I'm like, man, is this, is this, is this, can I win this fight? I really don't know. Like, I just come off a loss. Now I've got to fight a two time world champion. I was like, oh, well, you got to go, then you got to put it on the line. And that's what I do, man. I go out there and I put everything on the line. I try my hardest, and that's all I can ask for. And, you know, let, let, let the result be the result. And, and did you feel extra weight on that last fight? Because, I'm, as you said, you've just come off your first loss. Uh, you're fighting a two time world champion. I think at the start of the broadcast, they even said that. Um, the general public, sixty-two percent, actually said he was going to yeah. win. Um, did did you yeah, feel did did you feel like or, or or were you confident in that this was your redemption? Oh no! In, in my mind, it was. This is one. This fight is over. Like I've won it. on the way out to the cage. I'm like, this fight is gone one way only. Like there is just no way that I'm losing this. He's going to kill me, this guy, if he beats me. But there is just no way I'm losing this. That's why you see me. You watch my first walkout. Man, I'm amped. Like you said, I'm amped. I'm, I'm jumping around. This fight, I'm like, bro, to me, I've won this fight. Like, I'm going out there. It's just now a matter of time. Now, you know, I mean, I was so confident in my mind. I was so strong mentally that I was like, there's just no way that I can lose this fight. Of course, you can. Like, I'm not going to lie, kick me there, knock me out. That's, that's, you know, easy to know. But I'm saying that mentally, I was so there. I was like, no, no, this is nothing. Like, even when we stood there, I looked at him, I thought, you're dead meat to me. Like, you, and, and honestly, when I start to think like that, that's when I feel like I, like I feel there's two different people in me. I feel like the Spartan becomes alive and I look at someone, I'm like, you're dead meat to me now, man. Like, I'm going to eat you alive. Like, I was a big fan of Edward going into that fight. But I knew mentally I'd prepare myself for these six weeks. Come October 30, he is nothing, nothing to you. But now, I like, even now, I'm a huge fan of him. I even, I even bought a pair of um, Team Lakai shorts. I, I love the team. I love him. I'm a fan. But I was like, October 30, I, I want to I hurt you. So. Well, as, as I say, it's when your idols become your rivals, right? Yeah. Even yeah, if it was just even if it was really. just even if it was yeah. just for that one night, right? Like um yeah, but yeah, listen, no, so sure. so you got your redemption. I mean, you you fought that and and once again that was a clean cut win. That like there wasn't even like the the the, the funny thing I find about the the one championship is they never actually give you the scorecards, right? They just tell you which yeah. which person yeah. wins. There's no there's no well, actually, there, but, but there is no scorecard technically in one championship because it's a whole fight, so they can't give you. I, I don't even know if there is a score, like a number system they have. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, so it's, it's it's so yeah. One championship, you got to remember, you could win the first two rounds, but then be badly beat up in the third, and you could lose the fight. So you, you just yeah, right. Fight. So I That's didn't how they, know, I didn't know that. that. You've just taught yeah. me something. Yeah. There you go. There you go. See, we're, one championship is very different than any other one. Like even with the, I'm not sure if you know about the weight cut situation. Yeah. Like we got to weigh in twice. You know. Yeah. So that's obviously a lot of people know that stuff. But yeah, we we we're, we're at a knee on the ground. Um. Yeah. And like I said, you got the whole uh, fight judge, not just the one round by round. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So let me, the night of that fight, you get your redemption. You're probably now on cloud nine. You got your dad's medal. Yeah. Martin fought on the same card. Obviously, a teammate, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, how 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 did that night pan out? Like, obviously, he he had lost. Like, was 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 that a hard moment for you? Because you had finally achieved what you've been working so long for. But then, obviously, someone like Martin goes and not only loses, yeah. but loses his actual title, right? Um, yeah. How how was that moment afterwards? Like, because obviously I could see before that fight, you'd probably be like, right, we're going out to celebrate tonight, and then yeah. something like that happens. So, how how was that moment after afterwards? Like, uh, I guess what they always say, how was the locker room uh, uh, after the uh, after the? Well, 
well, let me say this. There was definitely going to be no partying. There was definitely going to be no locker room because as soon as you finished, you were straight back in a taxi, sent straight to your room and locked straight back in your room. But you, so there was none of that. But let me just get that clear straight off the bat. So I was actually in my hotel room watching a Martin fight. And, you know, I, I was obviously talking to a bit of my family and friends and stuff. And you know, when he lost, man, it, it like, because Angler also fought on the card as well. And to me, Martin and Angler, they're not only my friend, they're not only my teammates, but honestly, to me, those guys, once again, I look up to those guys, man. I look at them and I think, man, I, I want to get where you guys are like that. Is to me, like to me, fighters are, are the true living legends. And once again, like you, you've heard me talk about that. Those guys are big time role models of mine. And yeah, man, it, it really hurt to watch to watch both of them lose, and especially Martin, man, because Martin, I felt like he just needed that one more punch, and the guy was finished. It was all over. Martin just needed to sign the check and see you later. And he got caught, and it, yeah, I mean, it hurt, man, because I, you know, me and Martin have become very close, you know, through camps, and you know, and same with Anglar. And to watch me yeah, both lose. It hurt me a lot, but at the same time, I was like, well, it's like anything else, man. I can't wait to see what these two boys come back with, man. The vengeance that they're going to come back with is going to be scary, man, because I know both of them. They're so driven, so determined, and they taught me so much how to get to that next level. So I'm only just sort of, I was a bit like, oh, man, I'm excited now to see the next level of Martin. Because like, sometimes you need a loss, man. You really do. It shakes off the... You know you, what you're doing wrong. You don't it's because sometimes you're doing wrong stuff wrong for so long, but you don't notice because you never really were getting challenged. Now he's been challenged. Now it's Martin's turn to grow again, and I'm very excited to see him. But yeah, on the night it did, man. It you know it put a bit of a damper to the night, and you know it hurts. But that, like I said, it's a job. We just go out there, do our job. I was lucky enough to go out there and perform, get my have a good day at the job, and Martin and that weren't. But I know they'll be back, and they'll get their they'll get their redemption. I mean, sometimes it is. It, it just lights a fire in the belly again, yeah, right? So, it does, and, man. And, and, and sometimes, yeah. you know, when, when you're on such a streak as well, you kind of feel like I'm untouchable and you just need to be reminded that, no, you, you know, you're human. You are yeah. human. Yeah, um, exactly. 100%. But, but um, so what's next for you? Like, and, and, and I guess, like, have, have you got any more bouts lined up? And, and let me ask you this, and this is only because when I had Josh on, I asked him, he went to Fight Island, right? And same thing, amazing experience and all of this. And I said, well, would you be willing to do it again? And he said, not until this quarantine stuff finishes. So he's actually saying, I won't take any more fights while this quarantine happens, purely because yeah. he said the same thing. He was like, listen, I should be, right now, I should be celebrating with my friends, my family. Yeah. In two weeks, when I get out, that that vibe has died out. Like yeah. you know, it's it's yeah, gone. Off, and man. and and he was kind of like, you know what? I I don't want to take any more fights while this quarantine stuff's happening. Yeah. Um, are are you in in the same, or would like would you would you take another fight? Have they offered you another fight? What what what's in the future for you? No, so nothing's been offered yet. Um, uh, we're sort of, I guess they're in a very busy part of their sort of schedule. I guess they're trying to work everything out at the end of the year. Um, for me, I'd like to fight again, like. February, March, um, probably more so March, because like I said, like just like Josh, like I've come home, I didn't, I missed these two weeks, and then well, I'm gonna do fly back to America on January, and I want to get like a couple of weeks in my family. I want to enjoy some time with them, like you know, and I can see where Josh is coming from. Like, yeah, we fight, and that's our job, but at the same time, man, if we're not allowed to like enjoy a bit of our family and a bit of you know friends and that, what, what's the point of doing all this stuff? Like, it already sucks that there's no crowd there. And then I get home and I'm not even allowed to celebrate my family. Like, like what, what's the point of it? And then if all I get is training and fighting, like, like, you know, at the end of the day, like, yeah, we're worried and stuff, but like, we're literally not 
worry. Like we, we want to enjoy it. Like we want to have a bit of fun. We want to, you know, sit down and, you know, eat a burger and have a laugh with some friends. Like we're not just machines, you know. And so I can see where Josh is coming. I personally would do it again. I personally think if I was to fight again and if it was to this quarantine, the bullshit was to keep going on, I'd have to look at, man, like trying to permanently relocate myself to somewhere where I don't have to do this quarantine stuff anymore, man, because... It's not right, man. Whack with the dawn ice and, and the, you know what I mean? I, I'd have to look at, yeah, the future, man. So I can't really give an answer yet. But, like, you know, like, I don't see myself wanting, like, if I had to do it maybe one more time, yeah, but if it was like, yeah, Tony, this is the future. This is how it's going to be forever now. Well, yeah, then I'd have to be like, look, man, I have to, I have to get out of here and go somewhere else because, you know, I can't keep going for two weeks of quarantine. This is stupid. You're, just, you're literally stealing time from my life, like, you literally, that's what I told them when they brought me. I said, I just want to make it on the record that I am here against my will, that you guys have taken me against my will and brought me to a place that I believe I do not belong. So I just want to make that clear. A lot of people down there, a lot of the citizens in that, you know, they're scared. I don't want to say nothing to a cop, man. But I'm like, look, man, I know like my like my, uh, sorry, my rights and I know my laws. So it's like, yeah, they keep telling me to put a mask on when they, they knock on my door. They're like, put a mask on. And now I've done the research and it's not a law. And I'm going to say, please do not push a, a requ- your requirements on me. It's not a law. So please just do not do that again. That's all, you know, that's what I'm going to say. So, uh, you know, I'm going to exercise my rights as a, as a, as a person. And yeah, if I, if I can't, if I have to keep on quarantining, man, I've got to, I guess I've got to change, change locations, man. You know, I've got an Italian passport. Maybe I'll go live in Italy for a while, you know. <laughs> kind of crazy right you've just had a two-week jail sentence practically and you haven't committed any crimes that's basically what it is right yeah and, and you know and, that, and this is what i said to a lot of people i said and they laugh at they go you're not in jail i said man if i walk out that door you're gonna arrest me and you know the number two thing is that makes it definitely a jail sentence is literally i'm waiting on a, a verdict from you guys to tell me that i'm no longer guilty you're like you've got to test me and you and the test has been proven that it's flawed it's it's not legit the test but Elon Musk, you know Elon Musk, he done it. He done four tests and two came up positive, two came up negative. He's like, how? There's obviously something wrong with it. So my point is, man, the only freedom I'm waiting for is the day that, that they go, oh yeah, you're 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 no longer guilty of COVID nineteen. You can now leave. I'm like, don't you find that a bit whack, guys? Like that they can hold me here as long as they want. I'm like, that's a, that's a bit crazy, man. I'm a, it worries me. It really does. It scares me. Man, as, a, as an Australian, I, I do get worried about it, and I hope more people, if they do think that I do, stand up and 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 you know start talking to their fellow men, saying like, seriously, dude, like, be careful, because this stuff that's happening now isn't rare. People keep thinking what's happening now is rare. It's been going on forever, man. Like, and I'm not talking about COVID. I'm talking about like house arrest. You know, people being arrested for no reason. Like, it's been going on for ages, man. Like, you people just choose to ignore it. So. You know, without getting too much into it, you and I should chat off air a bit more about it because we might go on forever. <laughs> well, for sure. And look, and, and we will start to wrap it up now. Um, but like, yeah, so what what is the plans now? Obviously, you're going to get out tomorrow, I, I believe, um, straight to your dad's house, I, I would assume. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I'm sure as they say, fighters like to visualize a lot of things. I, I'm sure you visualize that moment for a lot. But like... Yeah, what, yeah. what is next for you? Are, are you going to go straight back to training over here? Uh, are you going to take some time off right now? What's what? Nah, what? man, I'm I'm bu- I'm bu- I'm buzzing to get back into the gym. Like I, I'm like I said, I was already training in here to help pass time. 
But when I come out, I'm, I may obviously the training might be a bit scattered. But for me, as soon as I can get back into a good strict program, I'm training. And that's for me. I, I train for the love of the sport, man. I train. I'm a martial artist. I train not for a fight. I just train to train. So for me, as soon as I get back in the gym and I can start learning again and, and getting better, I'm straight back there. But yeah, for me, man, my, my girlfriend's she's she's dying to see me. Like she comes here every day to see me. She's my brothers. They come and see me. Um, my brother Sav and Dad go and they call me all the time. So straight home to my family. Um, you know, enjoy that. Unfortunately, that sort of. They're excited, but it's two weeks delayed, excited time. So, you know, the real ones I know are going to be there for me and they're going to, they're going to embrace it. They're going to love this moment. And, yeah, man, like I said, straight back in the gym and as soon as I can, you know, for me, as soon as I get back to Florida, and well, I'm definitely going to enjoy Christmas and New Year. Sorry to, sorry to be a bit scared, but I'm going to enjoy my Christmas, my New Year, man. Like I turn 30 in December, December 24th, I turn 30, um, Christmas, New Year's. Um, be with my family and my friends and really enjoy that time and, and then when it's time to get back to work man because now there's a fire lit in me man like i said the light bulbs turned on like oh i actually can win like i can actually win a world title now like i've actually like i said it was a self-belief thing and now i believe in myself and now to me it's like well everybody better watch out now because like i'm, I'm coming for every single one of them and like i you know, i've been interviewed recently and respectfully i said they said who do i want to fight and i said a guy like eddie Alvarez, man i'd, I'd love to i'd love the honor to stand the funny out in front of eddie Alvarez and show the world that a kid from adelaide can take on one of the you know one of the best martial artists i want to show him man i want to show that anything can be done so if he hopefully will take that fight awesome if not whoever won championship put in front of me next because like i said if you're in my division I'm going to come and get you. So eventually we're going to have to meet anyway. So, yeah, we'll see what the future has for me. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, look, we're going to end it there. But before we go, just, um, you know, if people want to reach out to you, just even if they, uh, you know, have a few questions, if they want to roll with you, I don't know, if they if they want to, where, where are you training in Adelaide, I guess? What's the best way of people getting in touch with you, um, you know, or even if they just want to follow your journey from from afar? What, yeah, what, what what are kind of the best outlets for you? Uh, so probably through um, Instagram, um, uh, Antonio the Spartan, um, also on uh, Facebook, uh, uh, Antonio the Spartan. So, and also Twitter. I, I just recently got on Twitter, so I'm useless at it. So please. Uh, bear with me on twitter but yeah i'm on the mainly instagram and um facebook and yeah man like yeah i'm more hey if you want to train with me please hit me up i love i love to train with people so if you've got a gym in Adelaide or anywhere in australia like I, I travel a lot i love to get around as long as the laws allow me to um i'll go i, I travel i've traveled all over the world all over australia so yeah hit me up guys um and yeah if not follow the journey and, and yeah follow all our fighters man not just me follow us all man we're all trying to make greatness well, there you have it. I have to say much respect. Um, I hope, you know, in some some degree I've been able to help you pass a little bit of time while you're stuck in, in, in those four walls. I do really appreciate, uh, as I said, the, the call out last week. Um, I'm, I'm glad we had this conversation. I look forward to uh, following your journey as well. Um, and once once we got some more news, I'm, I'm hoping we can get you back on. But until that, we're going to call it a day and we'll see you next time. I'm a way, I'm a way.